0: And welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. Hey, I'm really glad you joined us. I'm Caroline Heim, and today we're continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth radio channel in New York with the host Hurricane H. So today in this episode, we're looking at a very sobering question prompted by the Uvalde, Texas shooting tragedy at Robb Elementary. So Dr. Haim answers three parts of a caller's question. Why? Why does this happen in our society? What is the psychological driver behind such a barbaric act? Who do you blame? And what advice can you give to the devastated parents? Let's listen in to Dr. Haim's answers to these very, very difficult questions.
1: So the question is three points, three bullets. First one, uh, First, it says, in light of the recent school shooting tragedy in Texas, I have, what is the psychological driver behind such a barbarian act? What could possibly push someone to lose their humanity? Now, that's the first part of the question, and then I can break it down. I can go to the Senegal.
2: So, first of all, when a tragedy like that happens, you, I mean, you have to think that for every person who died in that, it touches the lives of hundreds of people. This is just something that none of us want to happen. Uh, 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 Children are really important to us. They are our future. So when they're taken out senselessly like this, uh, we we feel, and then we feel for the parents, we feel for the siblings, we feel for the friends, we feel for the whole community. This is a tragedy beyond belief. So the question comes, why does something like this happen? And often in the media, and you know that this happens, Hurricane, we look for simple answers to really complex questions. And so the question of gun control will come up, as as it always does, and it should, because if we didn't have that means, then perhaps something like this wouldn't have happened. But deeper than that, why would somebody want to do something like this? And unfortunately, we do have almost a whole culture of meaninglessness, where We do not value each other as we should. And because we have, in our society, cut off from the divine essence of what humans believe that they were. So uh, in India, for example, uh, Hindus will greet each other by saying namusted, which basically says, I reverence the divinity in you. Now, if you feel that you have a divinity talking to you, you're not going to shoot them. But if you start to feel that life is meaningless and my life is meaningless, which means that other people's life is meaningless, then the value of life drops. And the psychology, as far as I understand it, is that these are the things that are happening in a lot of young people. Because Hurricane, you and I grew up at a time of promise, uh, of time when we thought that we could move forward. And there's there's a sense in which we're losing things like that. And, I, and look, I, I I don't want to say that there weren't shootings last decade and the decades before, but it's this growing sense of meaninglessness that I believe is behind a lot of the shootings, like we unfortunately have witnessed.
1: Thank you, doctor. Well, well, to your point, the, the the shootings that happened in the past. I mean, you had crime and and, and, yes. and more criminal activities, and you know, there's always victims. But this, this is a different type of crime. This is like, you know, a lunatic crime. I mean, this is not, you know, where someone wants to steal something. You know what I mean? Like, like a thug or something. This is a kid who actually just decides to go and, you know, for whatever reason, start shooting, you know, uh, and, and, and targets that are like, you know, innocent. They, they, they can't even defend themselves. I mean, kids. By the way, this is this has been happening in the States recently. It's, it's more uh frequent now i mean in schools and malls la- uh, the last one i think it was in, in new york subway i mean this yeah. is this has been like you know almost a a, a frequent now flyer and you're right the, the, the debate about the weapons or, or or arms or firearms uh it's always going to be on on uh <laughs> on the on the on the judgment you know uh, poll here and if we can talk about that for a minute doctor yeah there's two two schools of thoughts right i mean the the firearms is one thing and then it, the people behind the firearms right uh yeah. gun control is one thing right you can control the guns it's a more liberal when it comes to firearms uh yeah. and that, that's the part that i cannot understand so if we think that this guy is losing it for whatever reason and they you might have had reasons that the, you know, and that's actually that taking us to the second part of the question. What advice would you give to the parents of the victims and to other parents who are fearful at this point and, and lost trust in the school safety? I mean, so there's, there's components to this. I mean, obviously the parents that are really right now living this nightmare, uh, that is, there's no description to how their emotions are going to be. And then you have the parents that have not or or close enough, but then even other people, like you said, this is community, this is everybody. Uh, yeah. The teachers themselves are actually, you know, I I, I fear here because every day this happens, you know, it impacts the teachers, the staff, and everyone else, and even the laws right now can be affected with something like this.
2: So what would you say to that question? Okay, so uh, it's a wonderful question, Hurricane. Uh, The thing is that at this stage and to people who have experienced a tragedy of this scale, it's not the time for giving advice. I have at this stage, no advice to give Now, what I mean by that is there comes a time to give advice, but it's not now. The advice giving has to come after listening. And so this is the time for listening. This is a time for listening to the parents. This is a time for listening to the teachers. This is a time for listening to the fellow students, because unfortunately, we need to understand what happened. And we go through this as cycles. At the moment, it's news. And so we have it on our mind. And then, unfortunately, what happens in a couple of weeks, something else will become news. And we will lay this in the background. And one thing that I'm really wary of, Hurricane, is saying that this is a lunacy crime because somebody was either mad or bad. And we're not going to be able to change things like this unless we as a society own the problem because you and I hurricane and everybody in this world have created a society where these things happen and so if we sort of say okay we are collectively responsible how did we let something like this happen then we would start looking deeper for the deeper reasons as to how somebody gets there because uh, all right so so we just talked about how it's it's not just the gun the gun situation uh, it's not just the meaninglessness. It's not just the uh, the video games where you can go shooting people. So uh, it's it's all of these, plus it's more. But the only way we're going to find out what the more is is first by listening. And then we'll try to understand how people can see some signs but not do anything because we created that society as well. And only after the listening... Can we start to figure out what's going on and then take action in the right direction?
1: Thank you, Doctor. So I, I love that. I love what you said about time to listen right now. I mean, advice can be literally misconception, conceived or, constructed or construed. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, people can be very defensive to that. I mean, you know, I'm here. I'm I'm just, you know. In, in a state of mind that I don't need your advice right now, but there's a lot of talk to your point. It's news, and everywhere yeah. you turn right now in the U.S., I mean, this is a hot topic, right? Yeah. And, and it's just becoming a very volatile one. And there's a lot of you know opinions about it. I think every, the majority of people are really with the the, the the parents, the teachers, and and trying to figure out a solution. But you did say something important: is that we created this society, yeah. and I think even this guy, whoever it is that did this. And, and anyone that does that i mean i think you and I we had something in the previous show where we talked about they're also victims to to, to society i guess whatever is created, and i'm not i'm not actually you know making them here justification but i'm saying you know psychologically speaking you know if there's a factor that affected them and, and to your point this is something that's created by by the environment somehow yep. Uh, yep. and that's where they feel that they can do this it's just to them it's just a game maybe whatever I mean, unless you meet with this person and you really do a full analysis on them or diagnosis on their mental state, you're not going to yeah, know yeah. what was yeah, going so. on in their mind. And, yeah. and that's the tough part. And, but it does not justify the act and whatever happened. So no, that's, no, 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 it doesn't. It
2: definitely doesn't. It definitely doesn't.
1: So for the, the parents, obviously they're grieving right now. So basically, we just, you know, they have to just absorb and kind of settle in and, you know, just get into emotions and, and get back in life. And then the folks that were there immediately, obviously, they're impacted. But then there's more people. I mean, people now have trust issues. As a yeah, matter of fact, right. there are that's drills the right now all over the schools in the states. And there's measures. I'm, I'm, the first one it happened, uh, my kids, my schools, you know, uh, where my kids go, they send us a notification that they've doubled up their, their security level and everything. Now, one thing that, you know, that's funny because... When you go to any school here, I mean, you know, you don't go past security. You got to get your ID and stuff. And somehow, this particular person was able to do it. Not that it makes a difference if someone wanted to start shooting, they could have started shooting outside, which people do yeah. at malls. Uh, and and again, like I said, recently it's been just a uh, spray of these things, but it's yeah. it's happening at a rate that is rapid. So the advice that I, the question I'm going to ask is: If there's an advice to the society, like what can we do, you know, in I a guess. way to help as community, as a nation, as as a world?
2: Yes. So uh, just to drive the point home, Hurricane, this person who carried out this crime, about 13 years ago, he was five years old. He was a five-year-old child that had um, parents and a community and hopes and dreams and had a life ahead of them, just like any other five-year-old. So as a society, what we have to ask ourselves is how did this person get from being a five-year-old to be an adolescent and to end their life first by killing 21 people. So rather than looking just at one factor that happened in the last couple of weeks, uh, we have to ask ourselves, how are we bringing up our five-year-olds that some of them can end up in this space? And that is actually a very complex question, but it brings together all of us. It says, okay, so we've got to look at the environment that a five-year-old grows up in are they getting the right education are they getting the right trust are they getting the right hope are they getting the right opportunities it's not just okay now we need better better security at all our schools because school children are not supposed to go to school with security school children are supposed to go to school have fun and play ball and learn a few things as well so the whole idea that we need security so that our children can learn at school is bizarre. And we have to ask ourselves, how did we actually get to that stage? Why do we need security in our schools? Now, because our media likes to talk about things and give uh, really bland overviews to really complex questions, we're not going to get to that underlying sense of what society is doing to allow things like this to happen, unless we take a broader approach, a deeper approach. Now, these things happen periodically, every year or two. And rather than just having a knee-jerk reaction to the tragedy of it, we have to put together some sort of a committee of experts to say, right, we've got to listen to people first. We've got to gather the information. We have to have a broad overview, and then we have to see what the pattern is. Because once we understand that pattern, then we can intervene and say there is something that can be done because the human spirit is resilient we have other five year olds that grow up wanting to help people in other countries and find solutions to problems in the world so we have to see what the difference is and see what we can do to foster a society that can move more towards one than the other thank you doctor
1: and so so in the same aspect you know so people sometimes are easy to blame right
2: yes yes
1: the first blame is going to be to whoever the parents of this this particular child uh, who committed this crime. Well, it's not that that young, but I mean a young fella, and uh, you know, or or you know, the environment he was raised in, whatever. But and that goes to any type of crime or, or criminal you know, activity and and whoever portrayed you know, the, the perpetrator of these these activities. Yeah. Uh, you know. So so is that even fair to actually blame these folks? I mean, just just the, uh, and again because it's one thing. That the person, you know, and again, fair is, is, is just a, a word, right? But it's, no, it's one, no,
2: no, it's a very important word, Hurricane, very important <laughs> word.
1: Well, yeah, I, I know. I mean, it, it's deep, deeper than what people would, would define it for, but but the fact is you have the person that does and you yeah. have the family members that may not even have a clue sometimes. So, yes, and not, again, note, I want to clear this. I, we're not defending one or the other. We're just putting the, the question so we can see what the psychology behind it. So, right. doctor, what would you say to that?
2: Okay, so uh, let's go to the deep psychology behind what you're actually saying. Because we humans have a tendency to blame other people. And if we blame other people, it makes us feel good about ourselves. Oh, I'm not like that. Okay, so uh, the whole idea of stigma. comes around this. So, For example, I treat people with mental illnesses. People who have mental illnesses have experienced a lot of stigma in their lives. So that's society saying, we're not like you, and we want you pushed away. And in fact, decades ago, we used to lock these people up. Now we see that these people are not to be locked up because in this century, we now know that we are all susceptible to mental illness. Uh, Studies show that up to half of us are going to get the diagnosis of a mental illness in our lifetimes. So that means that mental illness we are finally seeing is not an us versus them thing. Same with various uh, disabilities. People who suffer disabilities are like us. They just happen to have a disability. And the good thing about the direction that society is going in is that we see that It's more us. It's not us versus them. Everybody has something to contribute. Now, the thing is that we need to be able to extend that into the area of tragedies like this. So in other words, saying, oh, look at those bad people or what those people have done or what went wrong there. We need to ask the question, hey, these people are part of us. What is going wrong in us? What is it that we are doing that? that fosters things like this. And obviously we want less mental illness. We want less disabilities. We want less crime. We want people to be accepted. And when people feel accepted, then relating back to my first point, there will be less meaninglessness in life so that people feel accepted. And the psychology of having to take people out before you yourself die, may be lessened just enough for these things not to happen. And And on top of that hurricane, I can't say I'm right in that because I don't know. This is a complex issue that takes a whole panel of experts and a lot of research and a way forward. And unfortunately, with well we, we elect governments here in Australia for only three or four years, which means that nobody's actually taking responsibility for long enough to say we've got to find a way forward for all of us.
1: Thank you, doctor. And, and and I appreciate that. I mean, you're right. This is, this, this is beyond our discussion. This, there's, there's a whole world of folks that need to be, you know, probably, and, and you're, and, and it's scary, the study that you said that we all are really potentially subject to a potential, you know, uh, time of our lives where we can have some sort of a mental, you know, issue, which is very, uh, you know scary in a way when you think about it you know considering that any one of us can probably just lose it you know lose the cool as we say and yeah. that, that's something that we have to to almost be aware of so that means we have to take the measures and to your point is smiling laughing having good activities and things like that the previous shows we've talked about those things can can make us better people meaning you know having a social life that is better and, and, and nourishing and, and nourishing and all that by the way, doctor, is that correct? Am I, am I on the right path there?
2: <laughs> no, no, you know, you're definitely on the right path there because uh, it, it's only when it comes to extreme things like this that we feel, oh, I couldn't do something like that. And then I'll ask somebody, well, have you ever felt like punching a wall? And mm. people go, well, yeah, of course, I felt like punching a wall, but there's nothing wrong with punching a wall. Well, it's a continuum from punching a wall to punching a person to shooting a person, to shooting 21 people. And the emotion behind it is the same. But we obviously need a society that keeps us on the spectrum of punching walls or less, right, rather than punching people or more. And so it's, it's got to do with ownership of the problem. Uh, the world is not divided into good and bad people. The world is divided into people and people we are in this together. Together we are stronger. Together we can survive. Together we have to get through all of this. And so to do that, we have to keep trust and relationships rather than distrust and security in a society that's working to alienate each other from each other. That sounds convoluted. I know, Hurricane. But I hope through that you can get some sort of an idea of what I'm reaching for. No, no, I,
1: I got it, and, and I, I'm sure folks will, will will dive through it and understand it, but you're right. In unity, there is strength, and that's a powerful, you know, concept. And, again, all of us can solve this, you know, if we all kind of treat ourselves first, you know, individually. I mean, the society begins with each one of us, right? Yes, and, and, then and all our, of us together. But, exactly, but but once, once we all actually are responsible, to your point, accountable and we take action the right way, we should all be able to, to
2: have that, that effect, a world <laughs> united. Yes, yes, okay, so, so I've, ju- I've just thought of an analogy to make it easier to understand some of what we have to do and what we shouldn't have to do. So let's say some of us, some of us strangely get very uh, angry and annoyed because of all the paperwork that we have to do in our society. Everything takes paperwork. So imagine a committee looking at the anger at paperwork and their, um, their decision of what to do about this as, is adding another layer of paperwork just a screen for the people who don't like paperwork. So what that does is then make everybody in the whole community more angry about paperwork, which is going to push more people over the edge in their anger about paperwork. So if we look at trust, what we actually need to do is to find ways to build trust amongst humans again. Because if we look to build security at schools, what we're actually doing is building distrust which will push more people into this sense of distrust and meaninglessness and, quite frankly, more likely to get a gun and do something like this again. And then what will we do? We will get more security. And it's not security that we need, it's trust. But how to do that is very, very complex, Hurricane, because you can't just go around uh, with a placard saying, trust your fellow person. It's not that easy. But we have to look at societal structures that we do have to increase trust, rather than alienating to each other and decrease trust.
1: Thank you for the analogy. I think that's clear now.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, but. I mean, again, you, you're you're breaking it down in a way that is simple, but I, you know, it's it's a complex, you know, concept. But but yes, uh, it. I think the way you you're sharing it with us and and with the audiences, I think it's it's a lot more simpler and for us to actually. Not, not all of us are experts in this, and obviously, we need that small baby steps, you know, to understand what we need to do. So thank you for making it easy for us.
2: Hurricane, uh, what I'm seeing in my practice and in my own life is a lot of uh, human relationships where there's less trust and basically less togetherness. So I've, I've just put out a little video to sort of say, look, look, let's get on with each other. Let's build bridges. Let's keep the ropes between people happening. And so what this is, is a challenge to all of us to look at our own personal relationships, our place with our families to say, "Okay, what can I do to build trust? What can I do to get on well with the people around me? And what that does is it becomes a safeguard to sort of say, I can change the world a little bit by making the world around me just a little bit better. So that's what that video is all about. It's how to save your life. It's all about swimming because in the harsh waters of a harsh society that we're in at the moment, it's better if we're swimming together and we have each other as safety nets because, you know what, Hurricane, we are going through some uncharted waters at the moment and it's difficult.
0: Hey, thanks for staying with us as we talked about these very confronting issues. And everyone here at the Dr. Christian Haim team would like to say that our hearts go out to all of those affected by this terrible tragedy. Although we're many miles away, the sound of those bullets sent shockwaves all the way to Australia. Now, Dr. Heim did mention a really important YouTube video that we've just made called How to Save Your Life. You can find it on our YouTube channel or in the link below. Share it with those most important in your life. See you next time.